Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 320 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we are conclude our study for this week for November the 9th to November the 15th, covering Ether chapters 1 to 5, Render That Veil of Unbelief. And today we're continuing on with finishing Ether chapter 3 within that section, uh, which is titled I'm Created in God's Image. There is also elements of how we receive revelation in there as well as discussing the question, was the brother of Jared the first person to see the Lord? Um, so we, we left off yesterday where the brother of Jared has been asked, you know, if um, he has seen more, uh, if he will believe the words that the Lord should speak. He says yes, and he asks him to show himself. The Lord does. Uh, and he says in verse 14, Behold, I am he who is prepared from the foundation of the world to redeem my people. Behold, I am Jesus Christ. I am the Father and the Son. In me shall all mankind have life. And that eternally, even that they who shall believe on my name and shall become my son, shall become my sons and my daughters. Now, just very quickly, we have talked about how Christ calls himself the Father, despite our uh, views on the Godhead before in um, King Benjamin's speech, but also Abinadi's teachings. Um, but actually, and here it, it explains it as well, that, you know, he is the son, we know him as the son of God, but he's also the father, because if we believe on his name, they we become his sons and his daughters, we become, we become his covenant children. Um, so there's that explained there. But um, I find it interesting that he introduces himself as Jesus Christ. And I think this helps to answer the next question that we're going to really deeply study into, because up to this point, you know, we know that this is before Christ comes to the earth. We know this is, you know, before the Nephites, before Lehi, far before Nephi and his family go uh, to the promised land. So at this stage, we know that the Lord is um, making himself known as Jehovah. You know, he is the God of the Old Testament. He is known as the Lord. Sorry about that. I just had something fall over next to me. Uh, apologies. Um, but he doesn't ever reveal himself, the Lord, as Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. But here he does to Ether, to, not to Ether, I keep, getting, I keep jumping here to Ether, to uh, the brother of Jared. And of course, we then get this first verse 15, which has caused a lot of debates amongst Latter-day, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before. He says, And never have I showed myself unto man unto whom I have created, for never has man believed me as thou hast. Seest thou that ye are created after mine own image? Yea, even all men were created in the beginning after mine own image. Now, many have read that in the church uh, and gone, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, he's never shown himself unto man, but we know that he's shown himself to Adam. We know that he's shown himself to Enoch. We know that Moses has uh, taught, taught with the Lord. Now, of course, Moses was after this, but... um. You know, we know we know of instances where the Lord does show himself to other people. Um, so how does this explain, you know, what's going on here? Well, for one thing, I mean, there could be a number of reasons and there is no specified answer to this. The church hasn't, hasn't come out with an explanation. Prophets and apostles haven't come out with this, uh, uh, with an explanation for this. I mean, Elder Holland's quote that we shared yesterday was a good one uh, with that. Um, we've also got... Um, yeah, yeah, Elder Holland, if you remember, explained how the brother of Jared was a, not an unwelcome guest, but an uninvited one. So perhaps, you know, this is the first time that a person has thrust themselves into the presence of the Lord in this manner. Um, but if you're still wondering about that, there's a great know-why, which is actually posted only a, 
four or five days ago by a book of Mormon Central called Why Did Jesus Say Never Have I Shown Showed Myself Unto Man? It's no why number 584. Um and they give a few possibilities, backed up with scripture and backed up with um, quotes from general authorities, which exp- could explain why. And again, you know, this doesn't necessarily, you know, how does this apply to us today? Well, I think what it does is it shows us how in the scriptures there are things that we can study and not completely know 100 percent, but have some. But we need to have, you know, the, our studying methods to be able to try and find answers and not just leave it. It would be very easy just to read that and go, well, that doesn't make sense and then just move on. But let's have a look at it. Uh, so the ma- a matter of degree. So some commentators, including Joseph Fielding Smith and Bruce R. McConkie, have understood it as the manner uh, to, or the degree to which he um, revealed himself to the brother of Jared. Um, so, you know, he can literally see his pre-mortal body. He can see how he's going to look when he comes to the earth. And perhaps in, in the past, when he's shown himself to other prophets, it hasn't been so quite... You know, this is me. This is how I'm going to look when I come to the earth. Um, so, yeah, possibly that could be that. Um, the meaning of man. This is an interesting one. Um, Sidney B. Sperry suggested that the word man in Eva 3.15, never have I shown myself unto man, may actually be talking about a collective description of mankind. Because, of course, the word man in the scriptures often means, you know, mankind uh, rather than a specific individual. Um, so, you know, individuals throughout history have, you know, seen God, seen Christ in, in seen him, uh, such as Adam and Noah and and Enoch and so on. Um, but perhaps, you know, he is stating that he hasn't shown himself to man at this stage, to uh, sons and daughters of man. Um, now, this one, uh, Jesus as the son. So Kent P. Jackson has proposed that when Jesus appeared to other individuals before the brother of Jared, he appeared only as Jehovah in his capacity as a representative of the father. Yet he showed himself as Jesus Christ. That's the one I was referring to earlier. The fact that we haven't ever really seen the savior announce himself as Jesus Christ this early in the history of mankind. This seems to be the first recorded instance we have of that. And so that could be um, that. Um, Daniel H. Ludlow uh, explained that it could be about the compelling faith. It was the brother of Jared's unprecedented faith that was so unique in this circumstance. Um, and Elder Holland, um, you know, it, it, and Elder Holland's quote links into that. So, you know, these are some ideas um, which, and there's many, many more, I'm sure. Um, and whilst none of these can be necessarily proven, the act of pondering on it and the meaning of it will still be enlightening readers will be able to study and and this is what study session is all about this is about discussing and so i'd love to hear uh, and i'm going to you know ask the question you know what what does that what do you think it means it could be any of the ones that have been shared earlier it could be a different one that you just feel that you it could be possible um but it demonstrates that you know that the scriptures are an opportunity to study and to discuss together and to read out and cross-reference with other places and to to be able to deepen our understanding um so yeah that that i thought that was fascinating and um it's not really something i well i've thought about it before i have thought before well he has shown himself to man before but i've never really studied into it so uh hopefully that will help uh, you yourselves with that uh, question as well moving on to verse 19 um we know that um 
the, the Lord says much more. And Moroni goes into a, kind of an interlude here. He, go, he explains a bit further about this experience. We're not even going to get to chapters four and five where he talks about, um, you know, why we have this record, um, you know, how he was commanded to seal it up. And also in chapter five about the witnesses. We're not even going to get onto that. But in verse 19, he says, Moroni says, And because of the knowledge of this man, he could not be kept from beholding within the veil. And he saw the finger of Jesus, which when he saw, he fell in fear, for he knew it was the finger of the Lord, and he had faith no longer, for he knew nothing doubting. Uh, I love that idea of, you know, it was strong, strong faith, but now it wasn't faith anymore. And I guess, you know, in our lives, that's what we're seeking for. We're seeking to have faith. But also we're seeking to, to not have faith, which is ironic. We're seeking to build that faith with experiences, with assurances, with action, so that we can then, and with evidences, so that we can then have, no longer have faith, but we just know, we know something. We often hear people say, I know the church is true. And obviously, you know, that it may well be that they know. Um, but I think that we need to question sometimes how much we, we throw that word around. Um, Elder Neil A. Maxwell uh, said this, quote, Experience by experience, faith can yield to knowledge in that thing, meaning particularised verifications of gospel truths. It was so with the brother of Jared. He had faith no longer, for he knew. Brigham Young assured that every principle God has revealed carries its own convictions of its truth to the human mind. Jesus clearly declared that if any man will do his will, he shall know. However, Jesus described the steady process as being of one of line upon line, precept upon precept, close quote. We are able to receive knowledge. We are able to to be, go beyond just faith. And I say just faith. Faith is a, um, a honourable thing to have. But we are able to go beyond that faith to a knowledge of certain aspects of gospel truths. And, you know, it may well be that some of those listening may have a knowledge of certain things. But of course, we do not have a knowledge of all things. Um, and of course, having knowledge doesn't necessarily lead to understanding or wisdom. You know, knowing something to be true we still have to act on it and we still have to, um, you know, have the wisdom to act in that knowledge. Thank you very much for listening to this week. It's been a full on week um, in terms of things we've had to discuss and we haven't got through the whole thing. So please do make sure you study either chapter four and five uh, in your studies. But uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. If you're interested in joining in future study sessions, uh, you can direct message me on there or you can also... Um, email ldstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.